I said, why so panic? You know, during turbulence, the plane is shaking. Correct? Yeah. Shaking. Yeah, in the pantry, kita ada apa? Susu kan? Milk. Buatlah milkshake. Douglas Slim and Juanita, the podcast. So I kept thinking about this over the weekend. Our new boss wants to blanja us makal. <laughs> He's from Australia, right? Yeah. So actually, I think right, his friends must have tricked him. You know, like they, they told him that it's some Malaysian custom where bosses must blanja makan, right? And if he doesn't do it, we'll complain and he might get sent back to Australia or something. <laughs> yeah. And we so nicely paid along lah. Like we pretended that yeah, this is so normal. <laughs> Although inside we were like, this never happened. No, and he said right, we could choose. Anywhere, but when I suggested lunch in Sydney, oh no, maybe somewhere in KL because the food here is much better. Hey, which is true also. So I couldn't push the Sydney agenda. But I'm actually quite nervous, you know, because you don't usually have dinner with your boss, right? It's usually lunch where it's more of a work meeting, but but with with food lah. <laughs> well, I think women get invited for dinner with male bosses more often, but in most cases that could be a HR problem. <laughs> I sense you have a story here. <laughs> no, but guys. Okay, it's Monday. People need what? to start the week with some juicy gossips. <laughs> no lah, it's, it's nothing. But this happened a long time ago. Uh, so one of the bosses wanted to get the team closer together, like right. get to know each other. I think because a few of us, you know, newbies joined at the same time. I see. So he said, let's do a team meeting with dinner and drinks. I was like, okay, let's also have an early lunch. Then at dinner time can like nicely whack for free, <laughs> right? But then when I arrived there, there was no dinner, just drinks. Apalah, I know. Don't play with our feelings like that, you know. <laughs> Say got dinner and drinks, then turn out only got drinks. Tula. There probably wasn't even a team meeting, right? It was just you and a guy called Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, no lah. Thankfully, it was the whole team. But for right. this one with our Aussie boss, we're all invited. So it should be a proper one, right? And I'm guessing, Douglas, you already have some suggestions? Well, I have a lot of suggestions of where not to go. Because it's a science, you know, there are many variables to consider. When it comes to a dinner meeting with the bosses and us underlings. <laughs> wow. Okay, the science of dinner meetings, I guess. Next. Fly FM. So our Australian boss invited the whole team out for dinner. Mm-hmm. Said he'd blunder and we could choose where to eat. But apparently there's a science behind where to go for these team dinners, yep. according to Douglas. <laughs> this is so we can have conversations and also be comfortable, right? Correct. So 100%, definitely no buffets. <laughs> okay. This is going to be very noisy and it's very hard to have a conversation. Also, like, because people will be getting up and down Going to get food Yeah, you'll probably go five or six times <laughs> <laughs> That one just for starters, huh? excuse me <laughs> And this next one is going to be a bit controversial No Japanese food Why? I love Japanese food I also like Japanese food But yeah. how are you going to discuss anything? Because you know all these Japanese restaurants, right? Yeah. Every 10 seconds it'll be It's way too disruptive Then at a certain time, everybody starts talking really loudly really? Uh, after like 10 p.m. <laughs> but I like Japanese restaurants because they have booths and rooms, mm. right? And some can sit on the floor, so it's more casual and relaxed, especially with your boss. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan of those because you have to take off your shoes and then you'll be smelling each other's feet. <laughs> no, no, and then after you sit down, right, to get up is another problem because my knees will be cracking. Eh, and not because I'm old. Sure. Okay? No, but it's because I'm an elite athlete now, so uh, I mustn't stress my knees too much. This is why cannot that one cannot oh I know uh, a tapas restaurant would be cool right because huh. it's all small portions so you can just nibble and have civilised conversations yeah yeah we can just talk and look classy as we dine on some champignones con ajos aren't those just big mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but they're classy big mushrooms, okay? Hey, actually, no lah. Why are we wasting our time? He's Australian, right? Yeah. Let's just go back to my house. I'll throw some shrimp on the barbie, <laughs> right? <laughs> and give him a Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> That's a terrible Australian accent. <laughs> Fly FM. So South Korea are conducting a public survey on whether to exempt BTS from military service. A public survey? Yeah. Then why they never ask me? I'm Korean. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. Now this issue of uh, active military service has been quite a discussion, mm. uh, mainly because its oldest member Jin might have to enlist in December when he turns 30. Right. So their government will also look into like a few other factors, such as BTS's economic impact, uh, the importance of military service, and their overall national interest. You know the boxer Muhammad Ali, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, rest in peace. But but he also went through the same issue, you know, because at that time uh, he was the most famous fighter. Undisputed heavyweight champion, yeah. unbeatable and all that. But I think the the Vietnam War started at the same time, and he oh. was he was against the wall. Like he didn't want to go and fight and all. Yeah. So he refused to enlist, you know, in the American army, and right. he almost went to jail. <gasps> yeah, they stripped they stripped him of his title. Oh. But what do you think of this this uh, mandatory military service? Huh? Well, I think it's good for men. <laughs> <laughs> They leave me alone for a few months. Come back, buff, short crew, cut hair, tan, probably because they have to run in the sun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you think it is good as long as you don't have to go, lah? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. So uh, this sounds a bit controversial, but mm. in my personal opinion, I think it's necessary. Like so many countries are at war, even now it's not over yet. Mm. So we should be trained and ready if anything were to happen, which is sad, lah. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to go and fight in a of war, not, not, and not. I don't think there should even be a war but for BTS uh, they probably will be exempted because South Korea has given exemptions before to like athletes classical and traditional musicians as well like people who win top places in certain competitions because they are considered to have enhanced national prestige but but, but can you imagine if BTS and all these other famous singers actually form like a super fighting unit like a like a military unit, but comprised of all these famous singers. Because then BTS will be there, and they'll be in charge of dynamite, lah. Because <laughs> then, then halfway fighting, they'll bump into Soldier Boy. <laughs> Bruno Mars is there helping them catch grenades right. or something. And of course, it's also Sia because she's bulletproof, nothing to lose. <laughs> oh, but should anyone get injured, uh-huh. Sean Mendes is the medic because Why? he's good with stitches. <laughs> Fly FM. So this is becoming a whole thing. Should BTS be exempt from enlisting in military? Now, just a disclaimer before the BTS army gets angry at us, okay? We get that most of us don't really know what it's like in South Korea. Of course. And that we might not know the whole story, but we wanted to hear what you think about it anyways. I'm not Korean, but I hope they exempt BTS from doing military service. I haven't seen them on tour yet and I can't bear to wait one and a half years. Yeah, man. Oh, so their military service is one and a half years. Yeah, I think so. No, because our national service here is, I think, about six months or something like that, right? Yeah. So if, if BTS seven members, one and a half for one fella, that's ten and a half years and you got to wait. <laughs> no way. That's too much. I'm actually curious to see what BTS's music will be be like after their military service probably very patriotic so something like inila bts kita <laughs> honestly just send me instead i will gladly take their place hey <laughs> Pretty sure the last one was Rachel, our producer, who's this major BTS fan. Yeah, Rachel, uh, thank you for uh, sacrificing yourself on behalf of BTS, but you are an Indian girl with green hair, so you'll definitely not look out of place in the Korean army. Fly. 
It is time for football updates with Douglas Lim. And what a weekend of games we had, man, Juanita. Okay, let's start with the Merseyside Derby, uh, Liverpool versus Everton. Mm-hmm. It ended 0-0 So the score is not very interesting But the game was incredible man There were so many incidents that happened They hit the post like four times I oh. think Yeah so so many near goals and stuff like that And the goal, uh, the goalkeeper for Everton He was amazing He was stopping every shot Like wow. left, right, centre Up, down, backwards <laughs> And Everton actually had a goal, but mm-hmm. it was disallowed. Why? Uh, they say offside lah, by the by oh. the video video assistant referee, the VAR system lah. So Everton people were very very unhappy. Right. Anyway, it ended it ended zero zero. Mm-hmm. So even Stevens, uh, <laughs> Tottenham uh, beat Fulham. 2-1 okay. Harry Kane Popping up to score again So good for him Chelsea As I told you They were up and down right They yeah. were like winning And then losing And then losing And then winning They had they had zero form altogether yeah. uh, But they managed to uh, Come from behind actually West Ham scored Like in the 60th minute So we thought Oh, oh, die, gone Chelsea gonna lose Some after it They scored two goals And they won 2-1 Nice Uh Manchester City versus Aston Villa. This was a match that was, I think, very highly anticipated. We expected uh, Halen to score. He did. Okay. He scored one goal. Usually, he scores three. Lah, so, it was a bad day for him, Akira. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so prolific. He's got 10 goals now in the Premier League. Right. Uh, but it was a one-all draw lah, eventually. Mm-hmm. Arsenal, prior to this, was unbeaten, correct or not? Yes. They had won four out of four. They were unbeatable all. They finally got defeated. Guess by who? Oh no, Manchester United. Yeah. What nonsense! <laughs> That's so disappointing. It was incredible. Uh, this is morning. The match finished. United beat Arsenal three <laughs> one. And uh, United's new player, this guy called Anthony. Oh, <laughs> he's from Brazil. <laughs> what? Anthony from Brazil. Anthony, yeah, from Brazil. <laughs> he scored on his first match uh, to um, give uh, United the lead, and then eventually Arsenal uh, equalized. But after that, Rashford scored two goals but the most important match over the weekend Brighton Hove Albion <laughs> correct we played against Leicester and Leicester are last uh, they have not won a single game okay Leicester scored in the first minute <laughs> <laughs> I was watching I was like oh, Pony <laughs> But we recovered And we beat them 5-2 Wow Yes That's a very impressive score More impressive though Is the fact that we Brighton of Elvian yeah. Actually scored 7 goals uh, Yeah How? Yeah One was our own goal We have a knack of scoring <laughs> own goal <laughs> Why are, so blur? No, we are so good. We are helping the other team score oh against us. And the other one was uh, this allowed love for offside. Anyway, <laughs> now I've got the chant, a victorious chant for Brighton and Hove Albion. So all the Malaysian supporters of Brighton and Hove Albion, stand up, stand up and follow your president. 23-24. Brighton and Hove Albion, we can be champions. Five goals scored, man, that's a lot. Woo, let's go win the next one then we whack everyone Fly FM. So this family in the UK runs a ghost hunting business. <laughs> so now it's who are you gonna call? UK family. <laughs> <laughs> so this British couple, right? They offer ghost hunting experiences where they uh, guide people on a ghost hunt together. But get this, they hunt ghosts as a family with their two young daughters. What? Yeah, one of the parents said, "We know it is quite controversial taking your kids ghost hunting, but we never go when it's late at night." Well, it's very sorry, yeah, but that last. Sentence made my head explode, okay? Yeah. 
Yeah. They say what? It's controversial to take your kids ghost hunting, is it? Excuse yeah. No, it's controversial to take them hunting. <laughs> Okay, because you're killing animals in front of young children. Taking them ghost hunting is downright ridiculous. <laughs> and does this sound scammy to anyone apart from me? I don't, maybe a little bit. I, I, th- I don't know. I think it sounds kind of fun. But, <laughs> but then the youngest daughter who is, I think, like six or seven years old can apparently see ghosts. She said she saw a soldier with a round head before. But I also thought, who doesn't have a round head, right? <laughs> like, what? She also saw a woman with a child as well in one of the houses. But here's the problem. Children see things all the time, <laughs> right? It's the job of the parents to verify whether these things are true or not, ma. Not turn the whole thing into a side business. Because, okay, let's say let's say I pay for this ghost hunting experience with this UK family. Yeah. What exactly happens? Uh, I'm guessing they take you to a location. Then the daughter goes, the ghost is over there. And then you catch it. I don't know. Ah, you see lah. You see, and how do I know I caught it? What, the daughter also? She'll be like, well done, Chinese uncle. You've caught it. Like, eh, like this also I can do lah, right? Just claim I can see ghosts and yeah. then charge you money for this ghost hunting experience. Then after you pay, I take you to one corner and say, yeah, yeah, the ghost over there. Faster catch. And then when you throw your magic net, I say, ayo, have to pay more lah because you actually caught two ghosts. <laughs> uh, 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 the package was only for one ghost. You know, what nonsense is this? Fly FM. So eating ultra-processed food can make us depressed. Yes, but watching other people eat it while you're drinking your stupid protein shake <laughs> <laughs> is also depressing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which is something both Douglas and I are doing every morning now. Uh, so according to this new study, um, they found that eating ultra-processed food that's like rich in added sugar Sugars, like saturated fats and salt as well, have a negative influence on our mood. So we should probably stay away from fast food and other ultra-processed food like soft drinks, chips, candy, um, packaged soups even, as much as possible. I don't understand though, because these types of food were made to make you feel happy one, right? Because it says so on the box of that burger chain. (laughs) Joyful meal or ecstatic meal or something. I can't remember right now. And and chocolates give you a sugar high. It's a high, not a low. So why would it make you feel depressed? Well, it's the chemicals uh, like that's in the food as well as what the chemicals does to our brain. Right. Like, I'm not a doctor, so I can't be sure I'm 100% <laughs> correct. But from what I know, these food make you feel happy momentarily. Mm. So you're satisfied for like 10 minutes and then you want to have more, right? right? Usually when you eat chips, mm. you're like, oh, I want to have more chips. Yeah. That's what it does. So in the long run, this messes up how your body produces natural insulin and serotonin, which are your happy hormones. Right. Okay. Yeah. So like highly processed foods are the ones that go through a few steps before it's sold, right? So like bread is processed, canned food, uh, like canned tuna and soups as I mentioned earlier is processed even food like smooth tofu is processed you know I found out that tofu? yeah because it comes from a bean right but to make it smooth they add chemicals to it that aren't actually good for us but if you say it like that then pretty much every food is processed right even the healthy organic ones because at one point at least at one point from farm to table Mm -hmm. there would have been some processing involved right so how if you want 100% unprocessed food what you gotta walk past a cow and bite it is it (laughs) (laughs) you take the butcher's chart you know, from the steakhouse and look at the car and like okay there's the tenderloin one time 
No, you won't feel depressed, you know. You feel one giant cow kick to your face. Fly FM. So we found out that eating ultra-processed foods like uh, chips and sodas can make you mildly depressed. <laughs> we don't want that. And for some people, this is serious like me, right? I have allergies, so I have to be super strict about the food that I eat. You're allergic to what? Cheap food, is it? <laughs> I'm allergic to you. No, la. I'm allergic to soy and gluten. But soy should be quite easy to avoid, no? Uh, no. Chinese food, there's soy in everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. The xiao. Exactly. You know, actually, I realised this when I was in the UK. I watched their cooking shows, right? Uh-huh. Every time the Matsale chef cooks something in Chinese, he'd yeah. be like, today we're going to have some Chinese chicken, put some soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> today we're going to make some Chinese stir-fry beef, put some soy sauce. I'm like, hey, Janji Chinese, you need put some soy sauce. Dude, we have other ingredients, you know, like oyster sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or uh, what's that? Oil? Uh, sesame, sesame oil? Sesame seed oil, yeah. <laughs> Um, but in small amounts Like soy sauce is, It's okay It's okay. fine It's not so bad The tough one for me Is gluten Because that means like, I can't eat pizza I can't eat burgers Hello. Pastries But once in a while I cannot tahan So I just <laughs> wank la, right? and, and then what happens? <laughs> oh it upsets my tummy Big time So <laughs> I'll take multiple trips To the toilet It's gross Which I shall not get Into details mm. about um, It takes like Three days To recover from oh, it so, It's a proper Medical emergency This one uh, No la, like, I don't have to Take medication As far as I know but three days out <laughs> eh, Three days is a long time You know Yeah I, I, I can still function But then Like if I don't have Enough water I'll get body aches And pains uh, I'm not as sharp As I usually am Like my mind feels A bit foggy okay. I get lethargic And it's really tough Also because My family loves Italian food <laughs> And there's always Pizza and pasta And family dinners And it's so hard Not to eat Italian food But what you are doing In my opinion uh, yeah. Is correct Because there's actually A pretty bahasa So it's a this is what you call it A traditional advice That has been handed down By our ancestors About la. gluten Yeah, no About what you're doing okay. About <laughs> eating the stuff That hurts you Because there's the saying is Berakit-rakit ke hulu uh-huh. Berenang-renang ke tepian Nak makan, makan dulu Nak susah-susah kemudian <laughs> so, so eat now, suffer later Ah, but then of course lah Fly FM So two Air France pilots Have been suspended After fighting in the cockpit so they're not friends anymore. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I highly doubt it. So the pilot and the uh, co-pilot mm. actually physically fought yeah, mid, mid-flight as well. One like grabbed the collar of the other what? one. Because the other fellow punched him in the face. <laughs> la. Um, and this all, I can't believe this happened mid-flight. But because this happened, the cabin crew had to come into the cockpit. One of the cabin crew sit there the entire flight <laughs> to make sure that they were well-behaved. So the pilot also got babysitted. Yes. <laughs> um, after the after that, the flight continued and they landed safely. So everything's fine now. But right. when they touched down, the pilots got suspended, lah. No, but actually, I can relate to the cabin crew member who had to go in there. Yeah, what? because I'm also very tall and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> no lah Because I had to intervene once uh, Between two warring parties It was oh. at a stage production And the director had major issues With the leading lady Oh which is odd Because usually directors Have problems with you right Who have you been talking to? <laughs> huh? I'm a very nice person Everybody loves me But <laughs> yeah. look, as I was saying This is very weird Because these two people yeah. Individually they're very nice She said together Suddenly there's a lot of tension In the room one no? Like the director would give His suggestions or his notes yeah. Then the actress would reply 
with something saki or she would give her suggestions and then the director will be like you know oh, like mengada and then right. they'll start fighting and the rest of us will be like stop fighting lah we want to go home early can you please so eventually what I said was I said director okay you don't talk to her okay anything you talk to me uh-huh. I will go and tell her in the dressing room yeah. and I told her the same thing I said anything you want to say you tell me I will tell the director okay and it worked it worked too well <laughs> too well because after the end of the production yeah. during the cast party mm-hmm. the two of them were nicely chatting in one corner after that uh, holding hands no uh, disgusting <laughs> no that's <laughs> That's why, ah, uh, this is the last time I said I told myself that the last time I'm ever working with J Lo and Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> you see, they're calling me now. Uh, uh, Fly FM. So we were talking about pilots getting suspended for fighting while flying the plane. So we thought we'd get a professional in the airline industry to give us some insight into the whole scene. Hello, Air Marshal One. Hello, Tuan Tuan, Puan Puan, Atu Atu, Atu Atin, Pilot Pilot, Pilot Pilot, Tan Sri, Puan Sri, Marhain. Wow. I am Air Marshal One. You know, I used to be a chef, of course, but now I am entering into the airline industry, lah, like, kan? Because even before the Tan Sri Tony invented the ni apa now. Everyone can fly. I was already using it, darling. Oh. Except mine was now everyone can fly goreng. Oh, hmm. okay. So also the airline industry and the food industry <laughs> is very similar, you know, like apa ni two peas in a pot gitu. Oh. Yeah, actually the expression also stupid kan. Since when pot ada dua p? Kan p o d satu p je lah. Mana datang dua p? Unless you spell it per pot. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to talk about English spelling lah. After my blood go upstairs. <laughs> now, nah, I just got put Yeah, it's apa ni? These two things are very similar. <laughs> Because the pilot, they can fly 30,000 feet. Uh-huh. I also can. I can fly 30,000 feet. Chicken feet. Oh. Ah, pesta kerabu, you. And then when the pilot get their license, kan, they call it getting their wings. Mm. I also have so many wings, darling. Barbecue wings, spicy Korean wing, limcock wings, semua eh. ada. And people in the airline industry, you know, they always panic too fast. Oh, really? Yeah, like when the plane is flying and then tiba-tiba ada turbulence. Mm-hmm. Terus panic. They stop the service. Everybody must pakai the seat belt. And yang kat toilet pun tengah buat kek. Kena stop immediately. Return to the seat. You know, constipated <laughs> terus. Kesian dia. <laughs> I said, why so panic? You know, during turbulence, the plane is shaking. Correct? Yeah. Shaking. Yeah, in the pan. Kita ada apa? Susu kan? Milk Buatlah milkshake uh, Apa nak kelang kabut? If the plane is going too fast And you need to break Buatlah breakfast oh. You know It's not difficult To make the passengers happy You just need to have a menu That reflects the airline punya themes lah I The see. tema Instead of serving normal food Like ni apa Pasta lah Sandwich lah Benda Buatlah pie Ah, uh, pay apa pilot? Oh, ah, uh, sure will put a smile on everyone's face, right? Buat lah stew, ah, uh, stew apa? Stewardess. Ah, uh, if wow. let's see need to have an emergency, a uh, water landing ke? Bagilah root beer. Ah, uh, root beer apa? Root beer float. Oh. <laughs> okay, so bottom line dia macam ni There is no problem that Marshall One cannot mm. solve of Now, course. if you excuse me, I have to enter a bake-off before we take off Okay, bye Marshall One Fly FM. So, Sarawak PDRM is now enlisting housewives to help fight crime Are they going to specialise in house arrest? <laughs> Because <laughs> America got CSI Miami ah. So, Sarawak got CSI my mommy <laughs> What double joke <laughs> So they want housewives Now to participate In helping to combat crime In housing estates Right, right. They're not physically fighting Alright um, They're doing this Through Sarawak's Special female personnel unit It's called Amanita It's, it's called what? Amanita It sounds like your mother's name What? <laughs> yeah Amanita Oh my god. <laughs> 
So what they'll be doing is uh, communicating with housewives, so getting on-ground info, right, like related to unreported crimes in the community, and they're hoping that this helps reduce crime rates. Okay. Yeah, and they really believe that housewives are the right group to pass on information to the police because they are always at home and they know uh, whatever is going on in the neighborhood, right? They're quite aware. So these housewives are tasked with talking to other housewives about possible crime in the neighborhood. Yeah. That kind of sounds like gossiping. <laughs> <laughs> Gossiping is rumours, okay? Most women only speak the truth. Ah, no. <laughs> but don't play with Sarawakian women. Uh, they're super nice but also really tough. Like, really? I have this uh, one friend who's a teacher in Sarawak, mm. right? It's an asrama. So, she stays with them as well. Like okay. a boarding house, right? A boarding mm. uh, school with the girls as well as boys. And she said that sometimes she'll have to go out in the middle of the night to protect them. From what? <laughs> From whatever they're scared of. Like, be it animal, maybe hantu. <laughs> what? But she'll have to go because she's the teacher there. But she's also very close to them. Like, uh, she always knows what's happening with the kids. Oh. So, they'll confide in her. They'll go to her and cry to her about their problems. Hey, can I have a number? Uh? Because every day uh, I cannot bully by this clang gangster girl. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your friend can help me report to police. <laughs> <laughs> Fly FM. So we were talking about Sarawak PDRM enlisting housewives to help fight crime, which I think is super cool. Yeah, because apparently, I just heard this for the first time, Wanita, you wanted to be a detective when you were younger. <laughs> yeah, didn't you? Like after watching all these police shows and even in school, we played police and thieves. Yeah, yeah, I was always thief. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, actually no, like, even from young, I didn't want to have anything to do with uh, these uh, positions of authority and all that. What? Like when they wanted me to be class monitor, I was like, ah, tak mau cikgu. Uh, when they offered me to be a prefect in secondary school, I was like, ah, tak mau cikgu. So, so you were what? Part of the naughty boys, is it? Ah, uh, no. So, <laughs> I didn't want to be part of the good guys or the bad guys. I was a separate entity altogether. I was drama, <laughs> choir, choral speaking. Right. So you were part of the lame guys. <laughs> <laughs> I read a lot of crime and mystery books when I was growing up and okay. I wanted to be a detective mostly because I thought I was good at finding clues and putting the story together. Why Why would you think that? <laughs> because, I don't know, because I'll read the book and then I, I'd be able to figure it out before the ending of the oh, book. Oh, okay, right? okay. But I wasn't exposed to much crime as a child. <laughs> So what I could do was capo with whatever was going on with my parents, right? How? I, I was the youngest child. Okay. So I followed them around a lot and mm. they, they needed me there. I don't know. They had to take me around like, whenever they had like, extra... Because you, you were the smallest fellow. Yeah. Extra meetings, uh, counselling sessions and stuff mm. like that. They, they did a lot. Um, so I used to listen to my parents talk about their friends' problems and I would pretend to be asleep and eavesdrop like when I'm in the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> so they put me down. I'll lie down uh, and I can feel them like looking back into the back seat to, at check, me, to check if I'm sleeping or not and I'll close my eyes and then they'll start whispering between each other I'm like yes now I get the info right <laughs> then I'll try to figure out who they're talking about and I'd always get it right man. so I thought man I could be a good detective but you must understand that your main skill as a detective was pretending to be asleep <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I'm very glad you didn't become a detective because then they'd be like, uh, is Detective Juanita on the case? You're Tuan on the pillowcase. <laughs> this is the Douglas Slim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on Fly FM.